You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Well, now that hump day is over, now we can get on to the latter part of the week. That's good. That's good. Now, to be clear, we're not doing a morning show today. All right. For those that are wondering where our morning show was, it wasn't there because Bruce has an appointment because he feels like he can just dip out of here whenever he feels like it. And yeah, <laughs> so we, we, yeah, th- thanks a lot, Bruce. You can apologize to all the listeners for not being there for the morning show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're allowed to have COVID rules is what I'm Yeah, you're allowed here. to have appointments. You know, you're, you're allowed yeah. to have appointments. You're only human. Uh, did you did you schedule the appointment so you could conform to uh to covid regulations um so the place i'm going actually she kind of conforms to it so we still have a rule to where you have to have the sign up uh that says you know masks are required but she never enforces it unless it's a she'll enforce it for herself if like she has an elderly couple or something come in and they want to wear masks then she'll oblige and i mean it's her customer clientele right yeah sure. it makes sense but sure. I don't. She she would prefer not to. So I, I could actually just picture you walking in there. Do I need one of these things? I do. Okay. Yeah. That's all right. Well, I guess I don't need to be here then. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't need my business that bad. See you later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually said that to one guy here. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, you're supposed to you're supposed to wear a mask in here. And I said, well, okay. I guess you don't want my business then. And I walked out. I've never gone back to that business since. Sorry. Maybe, Sorry. Maybe they'll I learn. I mean, take take yeah. Maybe they'll learn. Take 15 minutes. Literally, that's all it takes. Take 15 minutes. Go learn about masks. Right. Go learn about them. And I mean, all of them. Learn about the paper ones. Learn about the full respirators with the canisters, all the rest of it. Yeah. Learn about them. It takes 15 minutes. And, and especially I and I can attest to this. I know people that work in the chemical plant industry and they have, obviously they have to go through all of that. They have to be fitted and everything. When they go through that, it takes no more than 15 minutes to a half an hour to explain what those things are rated for, how to properly put them on, how to wear them, how long you should wear them, why you should wear them, and so on and so forth. What they protect you against, what they don't protect you against. So it really doesn't take all that much effort. Take 15 minutes. Go learn before you start ragging on people about something you know nothing about. All right. That's yeah. all I'm saying on it. Yeah. Don't be a Karen. Yeah, that's right. Don't be a Karen. All right. Well, today, today I'm going to be a Karen, Bruce. I'm going to be a Karen. Are you going to be a Karen today? I was planning on being a Karen today. I mean... Karen's typically rag on about something stupid that has no factual backing. Okay. Well, that all right. So, so the COVID spending bill, that's mm-hmm. that's something stupid mm-hmm. that has no factual backing, right? <laughs> Fair, but we have factual backing on our side in this case, so we wouldn't well, yes. be the Karen. But yes. yeah. Bruce, this is why we call ourselves the home of logic, reason, and common sense, because we actually believe in those things and we try to abide by them as best we know how. And it's clear that these idiots up there on the hill, which I'll, again, stray back to what I said, because we heard about the Supreme Court, right? The Supreme Court, yeah, no standing. Didn't even. The only person that stood tall, surprise, surprise, Justice Clarence Thomas. Again, he doesn't let the Constitution down. He doesn't let me down. He doesn't let we the people down. Clarence Thomas, of all people. Even Alito sided with the others. 
even Alito. Yeah, um, and Amy Coney Barrett has been a great disappointment so far. Uh, it's like Supposedly, another. Justin. It's like another Roberts. It's like another Roberts. Well, I, I've heard the explanation of it before, and it's it's it basically it's summarized as this is how this is how they were taught uh, in colleges, and in their mind, they're being constitutional and they're upholding the Constitution in their own mind because of the way it was taught, but. No, Clarence is, he's the one that's being the constitutional one in all this. It's, it, the constitution is to, to be taken literally, right? It's not mm-hmm. a, well, these are guidelines or, you know, rough draft ideas. Yeah. You kind of well, on yeah, let's just, well, well, we'll only refer to that when we need to. And uh, yeah, we'll yeah. Just, yeah. Only when it benefits us. So again, I take the stance and this is just, this is just my opinion. I'm betting if you were to start overturning the apple cart of election investigations, and I'm not talking about just this last one, I'm talking about for the last, let's go, let's go 20 years deep on it. Okay. Let's go 20 years. Let's go all the way back to the turn of the century, back to 2000. I will bet, I will bet that a lot of these people up there in Congress aren't supposed to be there. I will bet that that's probably the case. That's why both sides, both sides, I'm not being partisan here, both sides are guilty of it. And so that's why the Republicans, the do-nothing Republicans, don't want anything to do with this uh, election investigations. This is why the uh, Democrats certainly don't want anything to do with it. And of course, the judges, we look to the judges as the people that are elevated. But here's the thing about judges. A lot of the lousy, stinking judges are politicians themselves. And so they don't want anyone looking into that because maybe you'll find that a lot of them aren't supposed to be there. Again, that's just my opinion. But then again, of course, behind the scenes, a lot of them are going to the cocktail parties and the dinners and they know this senator or that house member or this governor or that lieutenant governor or this undersecretary and they've got pull and they've got their influence and they've all got their jobs and their money and all this and that. And if one of them steps out of line, well, then everyone everyone else in that circle will then turn on them like a pack of hyenas. Sad, Sad. true. It is that it's it's legit. Like that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay, I got a simple solution to this. If you're not gonna do what needs to be done, it's a simple phrase. Step aside, son. We'll get somebody who will. Okay, enough of that. Let's get into this uh, this monstrosity of uh, this uh, whatever in the hell this thing is. Okay, one point nine trillion dollars. Well, we only need two more trillion. We we only need two more trillion. Okay, so we're at are we at twenty five trillion yet in debt? Or are we are we hitting thirty? Twenty five to thirty. Uh, let's see. Let's look at the... This, I think, will bring it to $14 trillion total that we've thrown at this problem. The U.S. national debt is currently at, according to the debt clock, mm-hmm. we're at $27 trillion. Okay, yeah, I knew we were, pl- I knew we were pushing 30 But um, here's, here, we'll be at 28 probably the end of today, maybe. End of today, okay. Tomorrow. And this is before yeah, the, this is before the, uh, the, yes. the bill that'll put this us over 30 yeah, okay. Yep. All right. So uh, they're saying that uh, now, uh, take this for what it is. The Democrats' $1.9 trillion COVID, let's just call it $2 trillion, right? $1.9 trillion COVID aid bill faces the Senate chopping block. There's a chopping block in the Senate? I, I don't think so. What, what the hell no. kind of headline is that? What kind of article is that? Th- these people don't care about bankrupting absolutely everything and everyone. They don't care about any of that. It's more like a custard than a chopping block, but yeah. I, I like that. Actually, I like custard. Yeah, I, I like the I, custard I donut. Like custard. You know, I, I used to go to this place called uh, Culver's. It was a it was a uh, frozen mm-hmm. custard mm-hmm. joint in mm-hmm. the in yeah. the states back in Ohio. It was great. Then you got me thinking about custard, Bruce. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. 
the Senate is they're gearing up for a uh, a wonky throwdown on Wednesday, right today. That could determine rather major pieces of President Joe Biden's one point President Biden's President Joe Biden's one point nine trillion dollar relief package. So what no. D- did Joe sit down and pen this himself? No. I don't think so. Th- this guy can't even string together words to form a sentence. This is something they've had in their back pocket for a while. Because if you look over the policies and everything, the extras that are in here, the extras were, they were things that were thrown in, you know, later, if you will, or, or that they had already pre-written. And joining us today to give his two cents on all of this, Mike. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> I'm well. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. It's good to see you. Yeah. Thanks. We were, uh, what are you guys talking about? What are you chatting we about were literally today? just going over, uh, we were just getting started on this, uh, the uh, $1.9 trillion spending bill uh, for the, of course, it's for COVID relief, you see. We were just going to get into the meat and potatoes of everything that this thing has to offer. I mean, you talk about pork. I mean, this is th- this has got all the pork in it. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, it's even got a hundred million stashed away for a rainy day on another project that they're going to be working on. My honest opinion about it is they're just trying to inflate our, our money. It's they're just I think they want to go global currency where it's going to be all Bitcoin or that digital currency. No more exchange. And that way they can. I mean, obviously, you're going to be able to see what you do when you do it all the time that way. So that's, I think they're just trying to flush it out. That's my honest opinion on the matter. That that is um, this money is just stupid. It's go back to work, everybody. It's your asses back to work, plain and simple. I really came on. I wanted to ask Bruce a question. Yeah, um, sure, yeah, go ahead. To, yeah, so to call it, these people that call themselves scientists, to call yourself a scientist is to agree to be in continuous disagreements in your selected field. That's yeah. how you measure truth, right? Right. And then you got this. That I am just tired. This fear mongering muppet. Bouch the slouch. I'm just tired of hearing about him and and his like his wheel of retardness, like his the wheel of science. I just happened to be passing by uh, Chicago 911 on the channel, and I actually watched them train. This is like the whole desensitized America. Like, watch us how we enter a hospital. Uh, we gotta you know clean our hands, and then and then we enter in and we're double masked with a face shield. And I'm like, you kidding me? And then let's let's train. The, the people out there on this is the proper technique and, and 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 it's a TV show. Come on. Like this is what you're and people are just buying right into it. You know, I talked to my buddy who's a paramedic that's by me and uh, he calls him Lord Helmet. He walk, you know, he pulls into the hospital. I'm like, hey, is, how's the hospitals? He's like, they're friggin empty for one. And he's like, you should see these guys with the UV lights coming down their face mask. And oh, my word. We used to call it normal ecology, you know, bacteria and viruses and shit like that. It was called normal because. One human sheds 40 pounds of gross debris in one year. So I'm so tired of these, ooh, this virus, the this or that. It's just shut up. I mean, and, and if it was, if this was pandemic worthy, I think I told you guys, we'd, there'd be a lot more people dead by now. Just that's how this operates. You can't stop it. Sorry, just, I, I just, I'm tired of that dark, that, you know, and they call themselves scientists and they won't look at any other evidence. And there's tons of people coming out now saying, what, what are you talking about? Double mask. What do you? What are you talking about a mask in general, you moron? Like, are you kidding me? I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, OSHA, OSHA should stand up and say something. Like, honestly, why aren't you saying or challenging this asshole? I mean, I, I've been to classes, eight, OSHA eight hours. I've been fitted for my own respirators that I have to wear on my own jobs. It's just stupid. Hey, the one and only. You know, I'll you, shut up you actually, you guys 
No, I, I think <laughs> I, I think agree you, with you get fitted and you get, they they fit you all right. Yeah, <sighs> I I think Mike, I think that you lucked out because you're you're asking for uh, Bruce's opinion, and then in pops Mister Science and and uh, and Data yeah. himself. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I I got my degree out of a Cracker Jack's box <laughs> as I was <laughs> drifting down Bali Coast and. And a kayak. <laughs> oh yeah, a kayak. I thought it was a. I thought it was a door with some styrofoam chunks. Is that is that uh, is that a step up? Hey, I'm. I. I it, well, I'm altering the story. Yes, it was a door. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we were going. Me. Hang on, just oh, a second. Ahead. We were we were going to talk about the budget before we get off track here. We were going to talk about the budget today, but. We can push that to tomorrow. That's fine, because I think this is a good topic you bring up. So, I mean, as we don't follow scripts here or anything like that, then let's just uh, let's just go with it. So, um, Mike, go ahead and include GP in because he, he popped in. He came into the room like right as you're as you're like halfway through your point. Yeah, I, I, I had asked Bruce, I mean, to call yourself because I, I wouldn't consider myself a scientist. I would consider myself somebody who has some certifications that knows how to manipulate air properly to keep everybody safe, to reduce the microbial mm-hmm. load in a home. But to call yourself a scientist, isn't that to agree to be in continuous disagreement over a selected field? Isn't that how you would want to, isn't that how we weigh and measure things in that field? Is to be challenged continuously and saying, hey. Nope. Uh, no. Not, not anymore. Today. It's all about yeah. feelings. It's how I feel. I feel this is correct. And therefore, I have the loudest platform. So I am more correct than you. Don't you know the new science? The not yeah. science. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I and I like to say that the science that all the, the government has been following is and all this facts and whatever they come up with is actually political science because <laughs> that's the only science they know. It's a disgrace mm-hmm. to poli sci degree holders, you know that. Okay. Poli sci degree is one step shy of lesbian dance theory. Okay, okay? all right. Granted, granted. <laughs> or yeah, okay, granted. Yeah. It's like it's like my favorite my favorite university degree is general studies. But anyway, okay, I don't want to get us off topic here. But you know yeah, what? I'm actually good with general studies. Get your undergraduate done. If you can get your undergraduate done and get your general studies done, I really actually don't have an issue with that unless you got it at Berkeley. <laughs> Berkeley, yeah. <laughs> I, I just see, I was, I, I see that they portray science as nothing more than uh, today as unrealistic optimism in hopes none shall challenge their ideology, which has nothing to do with science and has more to do with statistics on population control. How I see it. Well, I, I do, I do have, I am in the population control corner, so. Yeah. I didn't say population elimination there, Johnny. I can see that little sparkle in your eye. I was, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, okay. All right. Just so we're clear. I said control, population control, not population elimination by Mm -hmm. any means necessary. Uh I do believe that if we can maintain our current growth, I get it. If we can maintain a growth and maintain education and make sure that the masses can get educated to increase and become a more productive planet, then I'm great. Well, you have to, if if we're following, if we're following like basic, uh, a line of ecology here, then, then you have to have that mm -hmm. equilibrium. You have to have it. Mm -hmm. You've got to have that balance between the the environment. And I I hate to sound like this, (laughs) this uh, genocidal maniac, uh, but you have to have a balance between what resources we have 
and a population growth. You, you have to have that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, and, you, and you're right, that's where the education side of it comes in. You have to have the educational side of things too as well. Because if you don't have an educated populace, well, then nothing's going to be balanced and everything's going to be lopsided. An educated populace also reduces their own population. That's true. That's the more true. educated it, person is, the less that's children true. they have. This is precisely why the uh, the Germans aren't, I mean, they're one, they have like some of the worst demographics in the West uh, because next to pro- possibly the US because they have created so much here over the last 50 years that they literally are not having enough kids. They're having 1.2 children per couple. That's not enough. They're too busy making like uh, is that wait wait wait, wait. not enough and, for and what? Not enough to pay taxes to give government officials more well, money. Well, that or to to supplement their population so they their population will eventually die off. So it's like that's mm-hmm. not enough. That, that's not enough to you're having 1.2 children per couple. So the hey, mathematics don't work. Germany. Germany. Japan's having the same problem. I exactly. Mean, a lot Japan of has actually. A Japan has a very bad demographics problem. Yes. Here's so I'm going to push back a little bit and say that um, I I don't disagree with you guys, but at the same time I do. Here's why. Uh oh. To have any organization come in and say we're going to help control populations, I have some choice words for you. However, if you were to say we're going to educate people and let them make their own decisions, as you just said, a more educated populace inherently does it themselves. That's where I think you should do it, not having a centralized government come in and say, because here's the problem. If you have an elite come in and say, well, look, we we need to to regulate populations to ensure that it's, uh, you know, we're not overusing resources and we can, you know, we can maintain things. When you have an elite that does that, they're going to eventually get so much power and so much, uh, well, they get egomaniacal kind of a situation going on. What we're seeing now. Yes. And Mm -hmm. it's just going to open the door for more of what we're seeing, more of the same. So instead of having a group regulating that kind of thing, just focus on educating people, just focus on getting society stable because society will maintain itself. Right. That, that, that's kind of how I, I see it personally. We also need to get the populace to want to be educated because no matter how much you could have the best educational institutions in the planet. And if nobody wants to go to them or or learn anything, how are I mean, we have to also affect our culture. I, but I do agree with you that the government is not the answer because I don't ever remember in history that the government made it better. I, I think it's going to be a tough pass on on those in faith, you know, those who oh, yeah. want to have five to seven kids and feel it's their God given right. At least here in the United States, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't researched enough on on population control or the best ways to do it, or if it's even necessary. So I can't education really is the best way. Is it, it's it's seen across the planet. The more educated, yes, the more educated a populace is, the less children they have across the globe. And it doesn't matter where, with religion, without religion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm somewhat educated, self-educated, right? Um, don't have any college degrees or anything, but I... That doesn't make you educated. I, it I makes you. It just I'm, makes you more in debt. I mean, wait, what? I, I get it. But <laughs> I, um, I don't... Believe me, it's painful. Okay, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I understand. Uh, but I, I don't have any interest in having kids or any of those kind of things. And it's... Because I'm educated, unfortunately. If I was if I was blue pilled and didn't see what was going on in the world, I'd be more apt to have kids. 
Okay, uh, let's uh, let, let's circle back before we get too far out of the uh, the realm here. The, not to pull a Jen Saki at the at the White House, uh, you know, press conference or anything. Let's uh, let's circle back. I need that on cue now, so I can just hit. I know. It. So let's, circle I say, back. Let's, give, let's circle back. Circle back. We'll yeah. Circle back to that. So um, back. I tell you, I tell you Love what, that. Mike, uh, is there something else? So did you want to did you want to continue on that line with the uh, the of Fouch the slouch as you uh, you call him? Because <laughs> we were talking about him yesterday, man. We were kicking his teeth in. Uh, on everything we were going through with him uh, on. And a lot of people on both sides of the aisle, not not just one of the other over there, a lot of people on both sides of the aisle are saying that uh, Biden just needs to can this guy uh, and, and get rid of this because th- this guy has been, I mean, he's been nothing but a flip-flopper from day one. And as you said, it's the flip-flopping and, and they're actually, there, there was a term trending, what was it, yesterday or the day before called Fauci fatigue. People are tired of it. You know, they're, they're tired of it. I, I'm tired of I'm tired of looking at this guy, most of all. I don't care what he says. I'm just tired of looking at him. Can Biden even make a full sentence? Never mind, fire somebody. I, I'm not. I'm not entirely certain. He's got hairy uh, legs. He did. I got hairy he, legs. Yeah, he 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 did say that. Yeah, yeah. You, so I showed Johnny that soft recording yesterday, but Biden is such an eloquent speaker that in at the Munich conference uh, th- they did here recently a few days careful, ago. Careful, careful. I'm not. I'm not going to say the word. I'm just going to you know kind of lead people to. Uh, Go and find the uh, video themselves on C-SPAN uh, from the Munich conference. This was uh, what was five days ago now, I believe. Yes. Um, it's about. And it didn't make. It didn't make the news, by the way. Just yeah, so. yeah. Uh, go about sixteen minutes and forty seconds into that video. Um, Biden has a wonderful, wonderful speech there that uh, I'm sure all of you will um, find very educational. So they were playing sound bites today on the radio and I just chuckled all the way over here. I can't, I can't bring back to memory one of them, but just the, the repetition shows you how much mm-hmm. of an ass hat this guy is. And I, I just can't believe he's in, even in office. I really can't. I, I, I can't either. It, this is, we must be the laughing stock of the world. Like they must be people here are laughing. <laughs> but see, here's here's the thing: people people were laughing because of Trump, because the the Trump derangement mm-hmm. syndrome. I mean, it was international. It, it was international. I remember I was in Berlin uh, a couple of years ago, and I, I was up there for for something. And while I'm in my hotel room, I'm up there. GP, are you are you playing around? Are, like, are you matching with your? Uh, with your shirt, yes. is that is that what you're doing? Yes. <laughs> you're matching your, you're I wasn't matching sure if your was microphone. Matching the, yeah, I wasn't sure if he was matching his socks or something earlier because he had an I, orange one. Yeah, yeah. I was. I actually. Yes, I know my orange socks. <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here, and all of a sudden, he spins around, and he's got like this pop shield on his microphone that matches his shirt. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell that he's actually holding a microphone in front of him if you look closely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but OK, so anyway, I, I'm in a, I'm in a hotel room. I'm in, my, I'm in my hotel room in Berlin a couple of years ago and I'm watching the TV and I'm seeing that uh, this was uh, on the anniversary of 9-11. And as I'm up there, I, I'm watching the uh, one of the news networks and I'm just flipping through, you know, five or six different ones from all different countries. You know, the French have one, the, uh, you know, English speaking uh, news networks. The French have one. The Germans have one. The Spanish, the the British, obviously, uh, the Dutch, the Italians, they all have their own English uh, networks. And so I'm flipping through them and they're all basically saying the same thing, talking about how much of a fool this guy is. And uh, they were taking photos from another event that he was at a month prior and saying, well, this is what Trump looked like while he was 
getting off of the airplane at a, at a 9-11 memorial event. And how disgusting is this? And so people are laughing at the U.S. because of Trump through the messages that were pushed in the media because Trump was a real guy. But now they put somebody in there who's a complete shell, completely fake, and the media over here can't get enough of him. It's like uh, he's like, uh, oh, well, uh, these are all the things that Biden is doing this week. And uh, here, here's the people that he's talking to on the phone today, which is actually Kamala doing that. And, and that and those types of things. Nothing about the gaffes, nothing about the stumbling over sentences or speeches, nothing about the uh, topics that he brings up at the town hall that I saw last week. I mean, my God. That was uh, you talk about a disaster. You, you talk about okay, an absolute you guys disaster. Are with Saturday this, Night Live. I am, yeah. Saturday Night Live. This will be the first year that they do not allow anyone to do to uh, imitate the president. Hold on a minute. So Alec Baldwin can do Trump over the last four years, and that's fine. Yes, yes. But now no one can Saturday say anything. Night Live, Saturday Night Live. This is this is when I knew there's bigger things going on. When a Saturday Night Live is famous for imitating presidents. Oh, of course they are. For, for as and long to as be I've fair, been watching it. To be fair, Alec Baldwin, all things considered, Alec Baldwin oh, yeah, he did, did a great <laughs> Trump. He did a great <laughs> Trump. I don't awesome like Alec Baldwin, did. but he did a great yeah, yeah. Trump. <laughs> it's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to bring uh, Cole back. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he was fantastic. But yeah, Saturday Night Live now will not be doing presidential imitations as that's uh, by SAG has decided that's a no, no, not SAG. Um, the other the other one, not the SEC, the Golden Globes. Well, one of these agencies, Academy that, yeah, Awards, they, Emmys, all that stuff. I don't yeah. know. One, one of these one of these little things. I don't know. I, I'm in Hollywood, so I get a lot of you shouldn't. You shouldn't, and, you shouldn't make fun of Biden anyway, because it's elder abuse. <laughs> OK, I can't stop. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Like we're we're looking at we're looking at this issue. <laughs> GP just can't do it today. He just he can't keep it together. I always know that we you know we advertise here. GP is no nonsense. That's in the intro. You know that that's that's in. The oh, intro. Right. And every yeah, day you come in here, it's a comedy club. Yeah, it's yeah. No more jokes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No more jokes. Okay. We can all laugh at Muppet. We can all laugh at the Muppet. Bouch the slouch. <laughs> well, no, yes. we can't do that anymore because now Disney's put a disclaimer on the Muppet show saying that. Oh yes, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. You might get your feelings hurt if you watch this. I saw that. I need Jeff Dunham to use a uh, Walter. If you guys are familiar with Jeff Dunham and his puppets, yeah. When to he imitate. Oh, his name's Walter. I thought because his name was Joe. Looks, <laughs> <laughs> no, Walter. I was, no, I was pretty upset. You, you were speaking about Ben Shapiro on the uh, last episode. I yeah. did not receive the Valentine's from him. Pretty disappointed about that. Did you guys watch his Valentine's Day uh, episode? No, um, I didn't. I, it. I nearly. I He's supposed to send us a card. No, he was writing out Valentine's for his his favorite people, and it was priceless. But I didn't get mine, so I was pretty disappointed. Just saying, throwing that out there. What a guy! <laughs> Can't believe he doesn't know who I am. This this right here is like Mission Impossible to find too. Which one is that one? I can't, That's the one that Mr. Anderson just showed me to look up. His book. What is it? Oh, the book. Yeah, yeah. Well, books are going to be bad, and they're going to be burned. Yeah. Literally, going to be digitally just erased. Well, I mean, just they are digitally. Yeah, you'll have to, Jay. You'll have to text those to me, okay? Sure. This is well. This is this is uh, this is Andy Noe's book. This is his newest one. This is uh, oh, Andy Noe's book. Yeah. Yeah. This is his only one. Did um, you want to get the filtered and updated version online? <laughs> yes, it's over at uh, it's over at Politico. Yeah, you can get it there. It's, uh, it's, it's free all day. Yeah. My question was: I have two young children that are in school, and I'm, I thank God I'm not on that West Coast. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
Um, and what they're teaching kids about white privilege, what I've been reading up on media that basically if you're white, you're privileged and there's an, an archy of, or, a, you know, where you're going to be in, in that by saying that I'm white and I'm bad. You know how many kids, I, I just can imagine kids coming home depressed, being like, I suck at life, like, because I'm white. How is that effective in any means? And yet the media pumps it like it's, that mainstream media is like, this is the way. This is like, we should all be doing this. And if you don't think that, then- It's a wedge. It, it, just it, every part of it doesn't work. Well, it's, you know it's I mean? meant to all be- All the way down yeah. to our children. But it's meant to be, just one second, GP. I know GP wants to get in on that. Uh, but it's meant to be, on the on the face of it, it's meant to be divisive. It's As Bruce said, it's a wedge. Yeah. It's meant to create that uh, that demoralization in society. So no one tries. No one, no one strives uh, to do more. And it, more than that, it's not coming- from, um, let me put it this way, it's not native, okay? It's being perpetuated from outside the U.S., but the ball is being carried by U.S. academic institutions that are on board with that yeah. agenda. So, GP, go ahead. All right, I'm going to play on the other side of the fence here because I've spent most of my life growing up in different communities. Okay, so you you are like, is this going to be bad for the social group for of, of white people? Sure. What do you think the long-term effect would be if we kept going with these programs that white people are bad, white people should be in this place, white people should give up this, white people should be that? What is the long, what, what do you believe the long-term effect will be? You will have a group of people that is in the exact same position that the black community is in today. That's exactly what's going to happen. Or worse. I, I don't agree with, yeah, bad things happen. So now we need to, we do the same thing to the people that did us to us before. I wasn't alive back then. My father wasn't alive back then. My grandfather wasn't alive back then. But to punish people for actions of the past, I, th I think it's, it's a bad thing. I think it's a, it's a, we're leading our country and, or we're leading people on down a bad path because we already know what this does to a society. And we're already telling each other that look what it did to the black population here in the United States of doing this exact same thing to them for 94 years. We did the exact same thing to them for 94 years. And now they're just doing it again. Now it's against white people. It's just as non It's just as continuation, a perpetuation of hate to keep us distracted from the government that's actually doing whatever the hell they want. They're, yeah, and to, power to, to distract it's keeping everybody us hating from unifying. Each other. It's exactly. keeping us hating each other. It's tying us up with each other so we don't unify and go after the real problem. And that's everybody, everybody losing their rights. Yeah, it's just, it's disgusting. I, I just don't see it working on any level. And I, and I, it's I, not going to work. It's yeah. not going to work because we already know. We've already done this. We did this exact program telling people, black people, the black community, can you be less black? Can you be less this? Can you be a, a little more confident? Can you be the, these exact things was done to a community? We already know what the results was and it was horrific. And we are working so hard to fix that. And now they want to do it again. And we're all just eating it up like candy. Everybody's like, yeah, that's not everybody. Thing. Not everybody. I know not everybody, but I, I'm referring to the, the voiced minority. You've that seen, agrees with this. Speaking on this, you've seen the the Barner Hess. Um, this is a college professor. I think he's on the East Coast, uh, New York mm -hmm. area, whatever. Uh, I don't remember what college it was from. He's a professor that wrote the eight white identities. I heard kind of this. going along with this. And this is something they're trying to push into schools. Basically, it's a chart that ranges from uh, I'll give you the, the eight names real quick and you, you guys can go and search it yourself. White supremacist, white voyeurism, white privilege white benefit, white confessional, white critical, white traitor, white abolitionist. 
That's the uh, the eight types, and they're trying to train the kids to be seven and eight. Oh god, these uh, people are sick. Yeah, and basically, it, they want it, it's a wedge. Like I said, it it will cause the kids to de- uh, detach from the parents because the parents are clearly white and they're privileged and they don't understand. And so, you know, I, I can't listen to them anymore. I have to listen to teacher, government, whatever. And it, it basically teaches the kids not only to be basically hate. All the things that that are typically considered, quote, white, like, you know, work ethic or honesty, you know, those kind of things that are, I mean, when you go over this, that's exactly what they're talking about. And also what Coca-Cola is doing, what they're in the process of doing now. I mean, that's, that is, that's disgusting. I mean, these people, these people, these corporations and all the rest of these people that are on board with this, I mean, these people are sick. Like they, they are, they are legit. These are the real racist people. These are. The ones that are perpetuating all of this, that people seem to think that because of everything that's gone on with the mainstream media, that racism is one sided. It's not. It comes from all sides. When you talk about it in that context, we don't because we're not racists. These people that promote this stuff, whatever side it comes from, are. And it's disgusting and it's shameful. And it's you know what? At the core of it, at the core of it, it's un-American, period. End of story. And it, it just it pisses me off that, that it just it, it continues on like this. And now that they're going after and they're targeting the kids in the school, as Mike just said, that right there, that right there, it's bad enough that you're doing this with adults. But now you're coming at the kids with this. You go straight to the bottom pits of hell where you came from. Every last damn one of you. There will be repercussions for this. There will be legal repercussions for this. There will be. Hope so. Yeah. All right. I tell you what, since we were talking there for uh, just for a brief couple of minutes, you mentioned Ben Shapiro. I want to talk about this because this happened last night. Uh, I want to talk about this. Bruce, you and I have talked about Stephen Crowder before, and he is uh, he's quite a prominent guy. I mean, you know, we, we both watch his show from time to time. He, guy's great. Uh, I think he's funny. He's the guy for anybody that doesn't know. He's the guy that would sit on. He made famous for the uh, the gimmick of sitting on the uh, college campuses with a table that said change my mind. Uh, and he's got the, uh, you know, the mug, you know, the mug club or whatever it is he does. He was temporarily suspended from Twitter yesterday over a voter fraud post. Crowder responds to uh, responds with fight like hell. This claim of election fraud is disputed and this tweet can't be replied to, retweeted or liked due to risk of violence. That was Twitter's response to his uh, his post. Um, OK, yeah. so he said uh, let me see. He was temporarily suspended from Twitter uh, for posting a video wherein he discusses potential voter fraud linked to what he described as dozens of non-existent voter addresses, which we know that that's been going on for a long time. Not just this last election, but for a long time. I've told the stories here before. My grandfather told me stories about how when he was a kid, he would walk past the cemetery in the town on election day and there'd be people down there with notepads writing down the names off tombstones and they would take them down and turn them in. I actually watched this episode Did you? here a few days ago, and they were going over the voter fraud stuff. And he basically, he says in the episode, look, I'm not saying there was mass voter fraud because we can't prove it. We don't have access to Dominion servers or to any of the machines, so we can't prove that there was problems there, right? So legally, he can't say anything there. But he said, what we can do is take the publicly available public record voter rolls and go over those and see if any of them actually, you know, exist. And they went over, I believe, like 20 or so locations, just as an example. And then they had a list of hundreds of others. And we're encouraging viewers to go and watch it uh, or go and look at themselves. But basically, they went on Google Maps, found the location and then drove there and went in person and took photos and videos and all that kind of stuff showing that this is an empty lot. 
or this is a uh, trucking warehouse, or this is a uh, youth center, or, or you know, different things like that. They were none of them were residents. And one of them was like a, a residence of it was an odd numbered house that th- there was no that street address wasn't there. Like the the street was correct, but the actual number of the house was not. So anyway, kind of on this note, I'm concerned that no, nah, I mean, the AG that they're trying to put in place now, the nominee, he's the guy that went after uh, the the Murr building, uh, you know, the bombing back then. Mm-hmm. He went after the guy that did that. Um, and he also said they asked him about uh, the uh, the Portland the anti uh-huh. people out there trying to burn down the courthouse. And he says, mm-hmm. is that in your opinion, is that domestic terrorism? He says, well, we can't really say that in the context of people trying to go after a building when it's dark. Yeah. But he said the, the, <laughs> like, they weren't really actually in session. So it wasn't, uh, you know, domestic wow. uh, or domestic terrorism. Wow. But he's also said that he's going to go after anyone that was at the January protest. And he's also going to go after people that are like us, basically. Okay. So he's going to um, target a million people that were standing out there, of which you had a no, couple not, of hundred that went in. Not just not just the, the million. He's going to go after us. People oh, yeah. like us. They're oh, going to yeah. go after the podcasters. They're going to go after the radio show hosts. They're going to go after all of us. So with all that said, bringing up Crowder, bringing up Ben Shapiro, I know we're a small outfit, but you guys go and listen to them if you're not already or support them or whatnot. You know, we all got to work together in this because the left seem to have this down and taking cues off of one one another and attacking us. And it's time the right took some of their own, it's the left's own tactics and used it against them. Not any violence, not any of that stuff. I'm saying the actual legal stuff and banding together and standing together. Uh, it's time that the right started doing that and go out and support those other groups as well. You know? Yeah. I was thinking about this today uh, about how you guys have presented this platform and people have been able like myself to get on here and share, you know, what we do, where we are. And, uh, but whoever's listening, we all have our own platform. I was thinking about today, every customer that I meet, I have an an opportunity to speak truth to them because I'm explaining a process of how I remove fungi at 0.03 micron. So I get a chance to, to dig in there and say, so why the hell are we wearing these masks? We can all ask a question. You can build your own platform right where you're at, but we have to keep this conversation going. They have to see the manipulation that these assholes are trying to do. It's just, I'm beside myself most of it. That's my yeah. plug. That's that's exactly what we're trying to get people to do as well, is get them pointed in the right direction so that they can take the information themselves and talk to their own circles, you know, their own groups. One of the best things I, I enjoy about this podcast is how you have both have said, you know what, that I was wrong about that. I, I actually looked this up and we were wrong about this. So you're constantly fact checking yourself and making sure that like, you're actually getting people that know a thing or two and have been doing the research or in the industry, what, what have you, that will speak truth into this. So I, I appreciate that. That's why I think, you know, one of the things that attracted me to your podcast, you guys were like, yeah, we're not perfect. We're just trying to do something different. And we want the truth to be out there that we see. And it just falling apart. I mean, they. I mean, Beijing Hangzhou oh, is such a mess. Did you also see what they're doing? That Trudeau, he's he's in on it too, man. He's like yeah. right in there with, with China, like yeah. deep yeah. into China. Uh, somebody was talking about John Kerry, uh, one of the talk show hosts, about how he's going around the Iran deal, supply. Oh, you don't need. Oh, you need fuel. Well, we'll have one of our parties here. Who, whatever the country that living around you will supply you with your food, supply you with your fuel, because we can't do it directly, but. Now he's shaking hands with people to make sure that that gets happened. What are we doing? This guy has, I mean, Iran has said over and over, we'd glass Israel. Give us a chance and we'll glass them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the um, carry is also part of the administration that um, just mysteriously dropped off pallets of uh, money there in Iran by military aircraft. And, you know, just kind of, you know, the media just kind of skimmed over that one. We didn't really they didn't really talk about that at all. Those are just cash benefits. <laughs> yeah. To help the oh, no, no, no. Well, Actually, well, Bruce, it did get reported in the media. It did get reported, and they said it was the money that was already owed to Iran. Right. That, yeah. Well, Bruce, it, that you, it's also something else. Well, it's also something else. <laughs> it, it's something you're both completely missing here, and that is mm. it's just like the climate thing. He's different. He doesn't have the luxury of, of being able oh, to yeah. abide by the rules like everyone else. I mean, he, he has to be an exception. But to your mm-hmm. point there, uh, to your point there, Mike, thanks for that. I, I appreciate that. But I told all these guys in the beginning and we all kind of I mean, this is kind of our uh, how do I put it? We all kind of we agreed to this idea that I mean, if, if we have to sit here and do exactly what these people do on the television and whatever about how we're going to try and push people into believing a certain thing, well, then we're no better than those people. If we make a mistake, then we own up to it because we all see these people on the TV and anybody that's paying attention doesn't believe any of these idiots and nor should they. All that is, is just a a propaganda factory that's just there to brainwash you and manipulate you and, and to scare the hell out of you. That's all those people are designed to do. But what we do here is all we have, like we're not a multi-million dollar operation by any stretch by any stretch. But we have built this platform to try and start a a dialogue with people and to try and and explain what's happening, but not to tell people how to think or how to feel or how to act or or whatever. That's not our decision. Like that excuse me, that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to give people information or articulate information or or put it into context so people can understand it because a lot of times people don't have the time to go out and do this. If you're working a 7, 8, 9, 10 hour a day job, you're going to go home to your family at the end of the day. You don't have time to dig through all this stuff. But see, that's what we do. We compress the most important points of what we think is important and we package it up in layman's terms and we put it out there. But it's up to the end user, the listener, to take the responsibility upon themselves and go and look it up. Make your own decision. Formulate your own opinion on everything. Don't take anything. This is why we've said from the start, don't take anything. I say, GP, Bruce, Marty, any of the rest of us, don't take anything we say for granted. Do your own homework. Educate yourself. We'll tell you where to go. And you can decide on what's right and what's not. But if again, if we do make a mistake, then we own up to it. That's our integrity. That's all we've got. Like I said, we don't have all kinds of millions of dollars and, and all that stuff. So we have to be honest. And if we're not honest with ourselves, then there's no point. There's no point in any of it. To circle back to your point about what we were talking about earlier, uh, about the scientific method and everything, you know, we actually subscribe to that idea of challenging the things that we believe. And seriously, when we go in and look at articles... We're not looking at just conservative media. We look at the left and get what they're saying. And then if we're wrong, we admit it, right? It's just like the scientific method. You go in, you look for it, and then, uh, you know, you, you look for the truth. You think you found the truth, but then when you find something else that disproves it and is more, you know, uh, uh, secure, concrete, or what have you, uh, you, you change, right? So that's kind of what we do. We're looking for the truth. It's not we're trying to push a narrative. We're just looking for the truth. And when you look at the history, when you look at all the stuff that's going on, I mean, you can see what's happening. You see what's coming. I mean, I believe there was a I mean, I mean, there was a time when scientists believed that um, the way trees communicate uh, communicated with one another was through receiving the energy from the sun. 
that 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 process. And then they realized years ago that it's actually mycelia, which is a form of, of fungi that run from tree to tree that is just underneath the dirt. And that's how they communicate with one another. One is being attacked by a set of, you know, a, a bug of some sort or some type of bacteria. Um, it will let the other trees know what to do to build up a defense mechanism. Really, really interesting. So yes, I'm just agreeing with you on the fact that science is ever changing. We don't know everything. If we knew everything. I, I don't think we'd need science. We'd just be a bunch of know-it-alls. So good on you. GP, let's talk about the flu. Where did it go this year? Where did, where did this... Uh, okay, where did I it- have to explain that COVID is a super virus that actually eliminates the possibility of any other virus even existing. Uh, it's taken out cancer, heart disease, car accidents. Every possible way of dying has been completely eliminated thanks to COVID. I mean, well, curse of COVID. Thank you, COVID. And yes, COVID has has completely eliminated it. Yeah, and to be uh, fair, I'll tell you what else is amazing about COVID is it has made the homeless or excuse me, the transient population in Los Angeles, most notably the uh, fine individuals you have standing behind you there. It's made those individuals superhuman. More or less. Yes, it has. It has. They uh, they have declared that the homeless immunity is big by their lifestyle has made them immune to or resistant to COVID. That's why immunity. we're not seeing them dying. We're not seeing them dying is because of their their drug addictive, unhealthy diet lifestyle has made them superhuman and made them able to fight off the, the virus. It's why there's not millions of dead people across the country in the homeless camps, because we would be able to see that. You know, if this virus, you know, were to attack, say, a normal person that, you know, of course, they just die. That's what happens, according to the media. But in the homeless camps, because of their super immunity, we don't see it. Immunity through community. Immunity through community. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Amazing. It's, it's crazy. Crazy how this works. <laughs> I am I, so glad I am not out there in, in the West Coast. Yeah, be ha- yeah that, the West Coast is uh, its own special type of special i'll tell you right yeah. now it's uh, I, I, I can't even stand have, my, this, my I, there is a freeway that doesn't have a homeless camp okay i don't know where you live exactly or northeast or if you have this okay the northeast every freeway every freeway every under ramp pass has a homeless camp we also have almost every street okay see what you're seeing right here the skid row this is mm-hmm. only this was the homeless center for the longest time here in los angeles and Skid Row is, has always had a few thousand, maybe, you know, close, somewhere around there of uh, people that are in bad situations or whatever. And that's that's where they end up living in tents. But now these tents are everywhere. Kids have beachfront properties now, like down, go down to Venice Beach and people are popping up these tents on the beach, on the boardwalk. And you can't get by them. It's not like you're like, oh, you know, or they'll take over your front lawn. They'll take over your front lawn, lawns, everything else. You know, people spend a lot of money and have worked very hard to be able to purchase or long term lease, however you want to look at it, depending upon what side of the government you're on, a property on the beach and stay there and to be able to live there. And now these people are just able to set up. You know what? I'm uh, living here. Here's my tent. I'm on the beach. Bite me. And no one can do anything about it. They're able to do heroin and these drugs right on the street. In front of everybody, in front of your children. And if you say anything, you're the bad guy. I'm like, I take my family members down to the beach and uh, I can't, I'm not allowed to say anything. You know, that this guy's, you know, throwing up after injecting himself, you know, doing a little too much heroin and he starts puking and he's still got the needle in his arm and I can't say anything. I, well, I, I'm getting on my platform and I, I'm sorry. Go, sorry, guys. I'm going to move to Florida. I hear Florida's a great state. 
Florida's next. What are you talking about, Florida? It's only the weather states are going to get this homeless issue because as long as the state, the government allows this population to continue without it being checked or without any checks and balances, we're going to have that problem. We're going to have that problem in the country. I think if you look at it in terms of like, if you look at it in terms of benefits and the handouts, for example, the quality of transient in San Francisco is different than the quality of transient from Los Angeles because San Francisco has bigger handouts. So they're very entitled up there. And a lot of them, if you cut that, see, that's the other thing. If you start cutting these these handouts that you give them, they will self-deport. They'll self-deport. There was a mass exodus that was going on from Los Angeles, from San Francisco for a while. And they were all moving north. Why? Because they decriminalized all the drugs up there, which Los Angeles is in the process of doing right now. Uh, there was a bill that was just introduced the other day. Uh, we went over it yesterday. But I think if you if you start cutting some of these programs, then you're going to start seeing that population either diminish or or whatever. But honestly, we're not actually, and I mean, we can go this way with it. We're not actually rehabilitating anyone that's in these situations. We're not doing anything about that. And these types of things need to be taken into consideration. Now, I've been out there. I've worked in. Uh, I've worked on the streets, and uh, I've seen what this is. GP, you've been out there. You've seen this. You, you've you've talked to these people. Uh, I was granted. I was on the other side of it. I was on the criminal side of it, not the not the charity side of it. But in a way, you could almost call it the same thing. But again, that was you know a number of years ago. Uh, back then, you didn't have the uh, the problem. I mean, the, the homeless problem in the U in the U S has just absolutely exploded over the last uh, several years. I know Boston is pretty bad. As far as the uh, the number of uh, people that are in the streets, New York prior to COVID had a hundred thousand in the streets, a hundred thousand, and they're estimating in New York. We went over a lot of these numbers uh, beginning of last year. They're estimating in New York they're somewhere in the neighborhood of about thirty to forty thousand dollars a year for each one in services and handouts. In the Midwest, that's a salary for somebody for an entire year. So. We're spending all of that on services for individuals that are just laying out there in the gutter, shooting up drugs, defecating in a mailbox. I hate to be graphic, but I mean, that's what's going on. And, and this is OK. I mean, they're around children. You're putting the community at risk and uh, and the crime is out of control. I mean, it's just I, I know firsthand where all this stuff goes and where it leads and what happens if nothing is done. But instead of actually dealing with these problems, whether that's a state level or a, or a local level or whatever, we're enabling this instead of actually fixing this. I'm so offended. You guys are talking about human beings in such a disrespectful manner. And you know, oh, I, just... I actually I heard this. I heard this once. I heard it on a podcast of an individual that we all know in here. The person said when they were talking about this issue, they were specifically talking about the homeless epidemic in Los Angeles. And they said what we're seeing out there. And this is from a former addict. This is from a former addict. And they were and this is somebody that does charity work in the manners of trying to, to help people out there in the streets. These people don't need a hand out. They need a hand up. And that is the big disconnect right there. That is the disconnect. We're not doing any of that. We're giving handouts and we're not giving hand ups. And I I am in total agreement with that person. Thought experiment for you guys real quick. Do you with with the way the left has acted, for example, Portland, do we really think the homeless population is just going to transition to a new location if if uh, they get rid of their handouts? I mean, with this, with the way that they're being taught now. Hey, you guys go out and riot. It's okay. Uh, As the AG said, uh, the nominee, it's okay for you to go out and riot at night. The problem was on January 6th is they did it in the day. That's what he says. If that's the message that they're sending, will they just, you know, move on to the next state? Or are they going to get a little bit more entitled? 
and a little bit more aggressive. I am a firm believer of the give a man a fish or teach him how to fish. One or the other. I, I So for me, I got my ass kicked either intentionally or unintentionally my whole entire life. So I've made kind of poor choices. And um, I always learned by tough love, by having to get up on your own and do it again, and even through those poor choices. So being somebody that was reciprocal at that end, uh, um, it has to be. You got to teach these people how to fish. You got to give them that hand up rather than let's just dump more money into the issue. Because if you continue to dump money, I'm telling you, just in human's mindset is, if you've just given it to me, why Why do I need to do anything? Oh, I can sit at home and drink my beers and answer the phone from there, right? <laughs> why must I do anything? Why go out into that world? Because there's something invisible out there. Kill you. you know, I, I've heard the uh, the argument before, and and Bruce, you and I looked into a startup that was going on out in Los Angeles specifically for the, uh, the problem. And in the manners of trying to deal with this epidemic, I mean, there's there's a way to do this and there's a way to do this humanely. And I, I've been on board with this for quite some time. And and I know that what you're going to hear and you're going to have those people that are that are crowing in the media and all the rest of it. I get it. But in order to do the type of thing that you're talking about, in order to make someone into a fisherman rather than just give them fish, then you're going to have to do things that don't necessarily um, resonate with uh, a radical so- part of our society. OK, I'll put it that way. And that is you're going to have to I, I know. I know where this is going to go. You're going to have to build facilities or you're going to have to use existing facilities that we've abandoned. One of the big things that has happened over the last 30 years in the United States, we have closed the mental institutions. That's the first thing. What happens as a result of that? We've turned the streets into an outpatient ward. So that needs to be corrected. We need to reopen the mental institutions. And believe me, there's plenty of people in D.C. that we can put in there. There's plenty of people we can put in these institutions. We can start there. So you have to start there. That's the first thing. The second thing is you have to build massive facilities to rehabilitate people back into society. And I'm talking about job training, drug counseling, alcohol rehab, all the rest of it. But you don't give it to them in the streets. You give it to them in a one-stop shop. And when they come out, we build the programs. We build the social programs in the facility, on the outside of the facility, for housing, for job opportunities, for education, for rehab, whatever, whatever that may be. GP's over there smiling. uh, And I don't know if he agrees or disagrees. But um, I mean, this is if you want to if you want to rehabilitate them and put them back into a sense of making them into a a productive member of society, then, okay, you're both shaking your heads. All right. I'm interested. I'm just I'm I'm tossing out ideas here. No, I I agree. I think having something in in place is good, but it comes down to the person. It comes down to them making the choice. I want to change. And it Mm -hmm. starts all the way up at the top where with the handouts, like we, we got to mm-hmm. just stop doing that. And I hate to, I hate to be the person that says natural selection, but man, there's only going to be so many people at that type of level that are going to get it. Some, I mean, there are some people that are just so far gone that I don't know what to tell you, but it, and it has to be a choice at the very end of the day. Um, when it comes to anything with drugs, alcohol, anything that's that, um, we can set everything up and have the best intentions. And if you're not ready, you just ain't ready. And yeah. some people, I mean, it's so bad, messed up in that stuff. They'd rather die. You know, they, they don't, yeah. you know what I mean, than to get help. Yeah. And that's that's the other Everyone thing. Everyone attributes I- them to thinking like normal people. And that's not the case. They're not thinking. A lot of these people are in another world they, with completely different rules, completely different outlooks. You know, we all we all sit there and say, oh, well, if we gave them these programs, they're going to want to do it. Their brains don't work that way. It's not even in that same in the same realm. And the closest thing you could do is get is through mimicry. Like, would you like your benefits? 
well, we need you to clean up trash. And through repetition, they will have that sense of, I have a job. I, in order for me to get something, I have to do A, B, C. And through this simple repetition, you could get them on that path. That's where I see you want to go with Johnny. But a lot of these don't even want to do any of that. You don't want to do anything. You do a lot of work. Exactly. Chores. Yeah. You you do a lot of work, GP, with uh, with a lot of these charities that that deal with that particular uh, uh, section of the population. Now, you know better than anybody in here, how many people actually that are approached, how many people actually are willing to change their lives? Zero, almost zero, almost zero. We've got vans that have gone down where we've got shelters and locations for them. The only stipulation is getting sober. Nobody goes. The only stipulation is getting sober. The only one. We've got a job for you. We have a house for you. We're going to feed you. We're going to take you and get you in a program, get you educated, get you in contact with people that will change your life. Literally, the first thing is, you want to change your life? Are you unhappy with where you are right now? Let's make a difference today. Let's do it. Let's make, and then here's what comes up. Well, you, dude, yeah, I totally want to change, but um, I got to take care of these things first. Let me get these things and then I'll get back to you. Just come here tomorrow and... You know, the the you can always, the new people will always come back tomorrow and look for this person, thinking that person's going to show up. And, you know, it's they never do ever, ever show up ever. It's so rare. And then the, the one or two that will, you know, come up and say, yeah, I want to change my life. You get them in the house, you get them in the programs, you you, you get them started within three days. Uh, where, where's Jim? He's He's gone. What do you mean? He's gone. Yeah, no, yeah he just couldn't handle the program. It, so it was, it was thing, too much. It's too, it's too strenuous. As we continue to give out, we, we discuss some of the money that we've just been handing out. Uh, where do we get it? We just do. Mm-hmm. Who said that? <laughs> Who said we just that do. Thing? We just do. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what's going to be, you're going to have a, a crisis of people on the street that are, are heavy drug users, right? Uh, you're going to have some people that are homeless that aren't drug users. I'm not saying that everybody that's homeless is a user, but you're going to have this population group that isn't going to have their their money or their finances or anything as money inflates. And you're going to have a bunch of sick, really sick off of heroin and alcohol and methamphetamines. That is going to be a disaster. When the we, already have, we have that. You guys yeah. haven't seen it yet. We're seeing it here in California. This, what you're seeing behind me, you see these pictures here? That is like a light glassing of, that's nothing. Which this pile of trash here, I see this on every street. I go, I can literally go down the street three miles from my house and I'll see this pile of trash. I will see this just a couple miles down from my house. I just come down the mountain. I go down the hills and I'll tell you, this is what I'll see everywhere. So, explain it a bit. Hundreds of them. Yeah. Okay. Behind me is the, I, I, we all do. Uh, we all have our little, little pictures behind us of things we want to represent behind us. And mine is the homeless community. And in particular, it's not necessarily, I'm. it's at the homeless, it's at the, um, disrespect to the people around them. That's what this picture is about. It's the disrespect. And they they literally, uh, the pile of trash here is almost a man height. It's almost a man's height of just garbage piled up. And these piles are everywhere. It's disturbing. I can't, I can, nobody could go a mile anywhere in Los Angeles. There's no mile marker anywhere in Los Angeles that you can go to without there being a pile of trash. And there's almost no mile you can go to without a homeless camp. And they say, well, it's only 40,000 people. No, it's not. No, it's much higher than that. It's a lot more than that. And now homelessness doesn't exist. Do we hear it on the news anymore? Does anybody no. hear about homelessness and how bad the situation is and how many people are on the streets? You know what? Does anybody even hear about the cages right now? Okay, I got buddies over down down south. Do you know the cages are in? 
you know they opened to reopen some? We got a couple of them that reopened in Texas and New Mexico because a friend of mine just got a job. It's awesome. I mean, the job is great. I'm very happy for his family. They've been suffering for a long time. But no, now the cage centers are reopening on the border. The influx of kids. We have a tragedy going on with this country and it's personal responsibility and social responsibility. And we're confused on what is what. I, I'm, I, I need to push back a little bit on the cages real quick. Are you saying the cages are good or bad? I'm saying at a detention center, whether it has a cage, bars, walls, or whatever it may be, is, a ne- is, is necessary because we have to vet whatever person that may, that has broken a law, should be, you know, detained. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, and I'm not saying it's a good thing. Okay. Uh, it's, just, just what it, just, it's just what we're yeah. having, we're having to do. This is what we have to work with. I would love right. to cure cancer. But we don't have that means, so we have to use, you know, these medications that basically, you know, that are pretty harmful. Um, this is what we have. Sorry, GP. I just wanted to point out this is good because, like you said, we don't hear about this. So to have somebody boots on the ground to say, hey, this is what's going on. I can tell you here in the Northeast, there's always been a, a, a some sort of homeless problem in Boston and mm-hmm. in that area and even in some of the smaller cities that I'm in my state. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, it, I'll tell people it's been pretty quiet. I think there's a lot of common sense folk, mm-hmm. thank the good Lord, that live here. And we're going back to school March 31st. I mean, March 1st, uh, full time. So thank you, because being a business owner, trying to get, mm-hmm. I have two young kids, it's been a nightmare. Uh, so updates like this, because I honestly, you're absolutely right. I don't know what the hell's going on in California. You, you show me these pictures. I talk to you guys. That's the reason why I know, because you will never see it anyplace else. So that's good to get these this updates. This is the state that everybody wants to turn, that everyone in the government wants to turn their state into. This is supposed to be the, California is supposed to be the perfect state. I'll tell you, living here is brutal. Do you know what I pay for gas? 409 a gallon. How much do you pay for gas? 238. It just went up. Yeah, but it's 409. Yeah, no, it's going to go up to Mike, three bucks. Mike, hold on a second. GP was asking how much you were paying for gas, not what time it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $2.38. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, that's up from. Hey, listen, that's up from a dollar eighty. So that's significant. I mean, it's gone up. It was up to two bucks. I mean, it just went up ten cents just the other day. So we're going to see the price of gas go up. Yeah, I know it's feel for you. Look at his face when you said a dollar eighty. The look on his face, he was like, "What? What? What's to a dollar eighty for gas? What? <laughs> that's what the hell?" <laughs> Back up and move, GP. There's a lot more complications that go along with it. You know, there's a lot of yeah, communities that I know. you know that need some help. And but um, there's not to <laughs> not to rub it in, but it's a dollar eighty nine here. Yeah, you live in an oil town. That's not that, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got a pipeline. Does does it doesn't it go right by your house and they just issue you? Your oil? No, actually, I'm Biden signed executive order and and got rid of it. So I'm actually 30 minutes away from hundreds of millions of crude oil storage. So yeah, but we just we just need to have a cultural shift. I just don't think this, you know, going back. Let's circle back. Going back to this white is bad is the cultural shift that we need. No, it's not. I do I do agree across the board that we need a unification. I do not believe that we should be separated by our skin color, our creeds, our genders, or whatever it may be. Because we're all human beings, and at the end of the day, we just want to take care of our families and be relatively good people. But this, How this dare you <laughs> sign up with Martin Luther King Jr.'s idea, his dream. You know, you, you have to accept brilliance. You have to expect brilliance. You know, appreciate brilliance when it's found. And there was yeah. some brilliance there. there yeah. some brilliance. I heard a great saying yeah, the other day about uh, our Western culture not having a, a rite of passage, and that mm-hmm. it's resulted in a bunch of Peter Pans. But it was quite ingenious. But there, there isn't. <laughs> There's no rite of passage in the Western culture. It's just, hey, what can I get? 
my that age, is the rite of passage is the, the I, learning how to say what can i get <laughs> yeah, i i got my ass kicked if i didn't do my chores so you learn really quick i'm not saying that that's the answer but you weren't so you, you were abused and you didn't get paid and and you didn't oh, yeah. yeah you didn't file with the government okay, get uh you know child protective services to help you out no did you actually, feel inferior did you were you oppressed i, I was you get through it, man. That must be difficult because now that I've heard it, I need to go into therapy because now that I've heard somebody's Group actually therapy. been Group in pain, that. That, that I, I need therapy. And then the therapist that I tell this to will need therapy from hearing about it from another person hearing about it. GP, the question is, how is this going mm-hmm. to affect and impact your ESGs? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. For anybody that doesn't know, the ESGs, that is a more common term you're you're going to be getting used to over in the in the coming months and years, and that is called environmental, social, and government. There's going to be a merger of this trifecta and you're going to be hit with all these things and, and all these corporations. I mean, imagine, imagine you're going to go to a bank at some point and they're going to say, "Tell us about your ESGs." And you're going to look and you're going to say, "What the hell are ESGs?" Well, what's your impact on the environment? What's your social justice attitude like? And where do you stand as far as the government is concerned? Bank of America. They've already started. Coca-Cola. Yeah. You want to go in and get a loan? What's your ESG score? How, how do you plan to reduce emissions? How do you plan to be green? How do you plan to help society? And, you know, what, what's your white identity? Okay, so here's my question. If, it was, if you are the creator of suicide booths, so you're eliminating carbon dioxide. Suicide boost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would you would you be able to get a loan everywhere? <laughs> Probably. About this whole environmental impact is that these scientists continue to create all these lovely biocides, pesticides. I call them you want to die. Okay. And in my industry with certain customers, scientists. <laughs> Uh, I mean, California, you guys got the Prop 65 warning. And when this whole thing was released, they were like, yeah, use whatever you want. Half the stuff that you can buy out here has that Prop 65 cannot use or cannot be distributed in California because it is known to cause cancer. Good stuff. But prior to this whole COVID thing, we were already using all natural shit to to combat microorganisms because it's out there. Germicidal lights, UV, trioxygen, time, all that happy stuff. So, but they, they're so concerned about the environment, yet let's just plow it full of all this nasty ass as well. They're going to get not call our politicians that. Okay. They're people too. Oh, that's not the nasty you were talking about. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you guys are really making this edit difficult. You know that? You, you, you realize that? We were going to uh, run a little over today. I don't know how much time you've got, uh, Bruce. Uh, I don't know if you need to get going or not. Where are um, you going, Bruce? I got 30 minutes or you got 30 minutes. Roughly. Okay. Roughly. Um, we can ash appointment. Yeah. I've, I've got an appointment go. with one okay. of the suicide booths. All right. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> all right. I tell you what. Uh, before we before we get too uh, yeah before we get too out of control here, Mike, you need to step out. So, um, yes, I want to thank you for coming in today. Uh, it was very impromptu. Thank you. Wasn't planning on uh, you coming in here, and all of a sudden you walk in the door, and I'm like, hey, have a seat. Let's sit down. Let's uh, let's talk. Well, like like Marty will say, it's kind of counseling to him. It's therapy and. Uh, so it's therapy to, you know, just, just to get it off my chest and to speak to like-minded people that have just a fraction of common sense, which is nice because I'm not a very smart guy. It's, it's nice. So thank you for having me. 
Okay, one question. If you could, and you have the opportunity from what I'm about to say, you are a small business owner. And just on a whim, you decided that you were going to reach out to us one day, you reach out to Marty. And uh, you also sent in uh, an email to our line. Uh, and then now, of course, you're, uh, you're a regular guest on here. What would you tell the listener out there if they want to come on and speak their mind? And if they have a small business, if they want to come on and they want to talk to our audience. And of course, we would extend the same uh, opportunity to, to any of you. What would you say to them? I would say build the courage enough to do it because it is so worth speaking your mind, whether you are wrong or not. I've been wrong. I think, I mean, I've been wrong a bunch my entire life. And I think it's what makes me a step ahead than some because I'm able to accept that. So don't let any fear or anything screw you up. Just get on there, speak your mind. Um, We all have an opinion. And you know what? We don't all agree. You know, I'm not going to agree 100% with everything that you guys all speak about. And you're not going to agree 100% with what I have to say. But we're, we're getting there. I think there's a baseline of common sense <laughs> when I say that, too, because you look at the world and say, a bunch of idiots. But I would say get out there uh, and, and speak your mind. Say your piece wherever you stand, especially as a small business owner, because the way that things are running right now, you cannot see the inflation and what's about to come. Uh, with just, I mean, it's not going to be worth anything. They're, they're really, I saw this great meme. It said 15 months to flatten the middle class. Yep. yep. You know, you have 14 days to flatten the curve, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 15 months to flatten the middle class. They're literally trying to bring us into a society where, it, like you've said in the past, or we've, I've heard other commentators talk about a commodity based society where there is no service. Things are, there's robots and everything else that's doing things for you. So, and we already see that in the car manufacturing field. We see it everywhere. So, it's now more blatant to me than ever. So get, get out here and, and speak your piece. Tell us what you what you do, how it's affected you, what town that you live, you know, what section of the country you live in. Because I'd like to know what the hell's going on in the Midwest. I don't have or the world there. And yeah, or the world. Absolutely. What's going on with Australia? They got totally banned from Facebook. Not to get off track, but is that they what actually happened? they lifted that Facebook lifted it uh, just yesterday. There's a there's a reason for that. I was going to get into that tomorrow, but yeah, we were we were going to talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, we do have uh, we do have listeners in Australia, uh, all across Australia, all Western Australia, New South Wales, Northern Territory, all, all the rest of it. We've also got uh, listeners in New Zealand as well. So, I mean, if you are from not just the United States or, or Canada, I know we've got a lot of listeners in Canada. Specifically, I, I know we've got some listeners. I know for a fact, um, I, I know some people personally who listen who are from Calgary, <laughs> Alberta, Canada. That is a That's like the real conservative part of Canada. Great people up there. But uh, yeah, it doesn't matter where you're from. I, I don't care if you're from Germany. I don't care if you're from the US, from the UK, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, I know we've got South American listeners. I know we've got listeners in the Middle East. We have a common problem. You have to speak now. And so, as Mike said, it, we've been 110% welcoming, and we haven't made you feel uncomfortable at all since you've been joining us. And I want to hear from other people in other parts of the world. I want to hear what's going on because you can't get the truth anywhere. I mean, it, you got to dig for it. So it, it's to have boots on the ground and get somebody else's opinion, especially a small bit. It doesn't even have to be a small business owner. Anything that you have to add, I'd love to hear it because you can't get the truth out there to dig for it. And then you look at the right side of the media and they're just hammering on some other fine points. So do you really hear what's happening in Canada or New Zealand or anything like that? I'd like to hear from them. I'd like to hear what these people are doing, what, how it's affecting them and what their plans are to try to push back on. You know, I know I speak to my customers every day. That's that's kind of been my game plan. I, if I go out to eat, I keep the conversation going. Let's talk about the efficacy of that mask you're wearing. As you're driving in the middle of winter, you knuckle with the windows down. <laughs> so I would, I would be encouraged. I mean, you know, you guys have never pressured me. It's been come as you are, you know, 
And I, I kind of like the underdog. I like being uh, the bag of deplorables. You know what I mean? So that's the way this world wants to look at us. Good. 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 That's uh, a badge of honor. Hillary. Good Hillary Clinton reference there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and to that point, I put the contact email out there every day. And this is exactly how Mike got in touch with us was just that. Uh, if it hadn't been for that, then, of course, I think you <laughs> I think you were DMing Marty on Parlor, But I think that was the other reason. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it, that's an open invitation to anybody that wants to come on and, uh, and sit down and, and talk to us. We'd be happy to uh, to get your viewpoint on things. And of course, we will um, do everything that we can uh, to ensure privacy, if that's something that you're concerned about. And so we're, uh, we, you know, we stand behind that. But uh, yeah. All right. All things considered, gentlemen, as far as being an impromptu thing, Mike, thanks for being here. We are going to have to go. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, being in here today. appreciate all of this. I uh, appreciate all of you putting your points in, and uh, it's been a uh, it's been a great topic of uh, conversation all the way around. We even covered a few things that we haven't had a chance to cover in the last. Uh well, really, it's been uh, it's been over a year since we talked about anything involving uh, like the homeless epidemic or anything like that. So that's uh, it was good to kind of touch on that. But anyway, for those of you who have not, please do give us a follow over on the platform of Telegram. Uh, we're promoting our Telegram channel because, as we all know, podcasting censorship is coming because of the new attorney general in the U.S. And so that's going to be um, a thing across the board now is uh, they're probably going to start going after podcasting. And we know this. So we're highly recommending that anybody who is not on Telegram, get over there, get signed up, get subscribed to us on our Telegram channel. Once you get signed up over there, go to the, your search bar in there. Type in Dynamic Independence, where a public channel will pop right up. Subscribe to us. You'll get all of our content that we put out here every day. And you'll also get an exclusive podcast only for our Telegram subscribers that we put out once a week. So if you want that extra content, you want to follow us in the future uh, as the censorship comes down even harder, then uh, that's where you're going to have to follow us. Also, as Mike said, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line via email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass us along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you are rating podcasts, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen, that will do it for today. It's been a fascinating conversation, as I said. Thank you to you guys. Thank you to all the listeners. We'll see everybody tomorrow.